Hey everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your this week pre-recorded on a Tuesday broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. Uh, we are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial, and the Sigilite of FLG, and I'm Seth, the Mad Doc, your competitive correspondent. Kicker, bud, how you been doing? I am doing great, guys. Yes, this is not necessarily a live show. This one particular episode ever, yep. uh, it is a pre-recording, and you'll find out why soon enough. But yes, guys, if you are listening to our podcast, you should be watching us every Wednesday night live, except this Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. There's an amazing chat with great folks, and you get to contribute and help decide the fate of 40K and other tabletop wargamings because we do listen to you guys in the audience. Seth, yeah. I have not been up to doing that much stuff. I've been uh, working really? hard for, well, I've not been doing like hobby stuff. I know we really mm. normally like to talk about hobby stuff. I, I have been painting up some Carskin. Uh, yes, Carskin. Those are not Votan. That's Carskin, ah, which are part mm. of the wait, guard. Wait, wait. Yeah. Is that, is that guard? Kicker, you're, yeah. Are Seth, you not, are you not competing anymore? In so the Seth, you, your, your master plan worked, my friend. Your master plan was to release a codex that you knew that I could not. Yeah, I, I planned I, that. <laughs> you just completely timed it perfectly. I cannot ignore my first and, and only real yeah. 40k love, which is the guard. All the other armies are second to guard. And yes, I call them guard because I'm, I'm diehard loyalist fanatic to the original uh, Gaunt's Ghost and they were the guard then and that's what they'll always be in my heart and soul. So yes, uh, the new guard codex, the Astro Militarm Codex is up and coming, and I got, I had, I just had to pivot, man. I had to at least for now. I mean, so, I mean Kicker's got a, co a tattoo that says "Cadia broke before the guard did." <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I've got, I've got multiple of those tattoos. But uh, Seth, I, I, I started working on the Carskin. These are the shock troops, the the stormtroopers, the the really badass uh, models that came in the Into the Dark, uh, not the Into the Dark, the Kill Team box recently. So I, I'm, I'm getting my, uh, get, getting to get ready for the upcoming Codex with at least this one squad. But Seth, I know that you are still loyal and focused on the on the objective here which is to build your Votan yeah. army yeah. how how are they coming along uh i've i've still been making my progress on the Votan now to be fair i had a secret project that you assigned to me which i think yes. in hindsight um <laughs> the fact that you assigned me a secret project to work on uh hobby wise that I can't tell anyone about yet is really <laughs> you trying to balance the scales for the fact that you're painting guard now. Um, yeah. but I still was able to make some progress on my Votan. Um, you, you had but, one model. I have an entire army now that I'm building oh, for guard, okay. which will all hold right. me up for a bit. Sure. Sure. Uh, okay. Now I right. have been chugging along. I've got all of their belts done, all the highlights, all the metallics. Um, I've got the bases underway. I got to clean up the black armor and then those guys are going on bases and that'll be 20, uh, bolter warriors done. Uh, yeah. I've also been playing a little bit of the new call of duty, which is Ooh. also kind of, kind of ate into my hobby time a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know the tech priest, think? uh, really wants to come show off. His. Bam! Oh, there we go. There's the tech priest. Whoa. I, I like what your is, intro. What is that? There we go. Is that? It's a dread. Is that a draw? Yeah. Yeah, I, it's a I decided to just up all the game <laughs> and put mm. that on the screen. It's not it's officially so if, done yet, but I'm. If happy. you're listening, oh, to oh podcast, wait, your model's not officially done either. No, not officially mm. done. Either. No, tech priest, tech giving me crap for having undone models in my progress. Your model's not done either. Where's the blood on it? Uh, it hasn't killed anything yet, so it doesn't have blood on it yet. Mm. Where'd you get that idea from? Some guy. Some guy, okay. some nameless guy. So wait, 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 just to be clear, is this one of the Dreadclaw things? This is a, it, it's a drop pod. Um, it's just a drop pod? It's yeah. just a standard drop pod? It's a drop it pod, looks... but it's for, it's actually for the Imperium or Chaos, but this is one of the drop pods that a Chaos Marine uh, chapter can use. And uh, the cool mm. thing about the drop pod is it moves around. 
Yeah. Cool. Pretty cool. 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 Yeah. I like it. I like it. Pretty cool. Like it. All right. Kicker. Let's yes. get into the industry news. Let's get through that because we got some big things to talk about. Yeah, people. We're going to keep it focused tonight for the industry news. Most importantly, and really the only thing that matters for the entire year is that the guard are coming up for pre-order mm. this weekend, guys. Yes. This coming weekend. <laughs> this coming weekend, you can get your nice box set pre-ordered. Would, would you say that you could enlist in the guard this coming weekend? You said it. You said it. I well stated, Seth. I can't. I can't top that. Yes, enlist in the guard today. Well, Saturday, and uh, and, Saturday. and have no regrets whatsoever. The emperor <laughs> needs you. The emperor needs you, and uh, it's 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 a beautiful box. Let's just be honest, guys. This box set will include. Two squads of troopers, one sentinel, one command squad, and those two new heavy weapon platforms and the book and the data cards, all the goodies, you know, that you know and love. Mm -hmm. So get it. This is going to be – it seems like – I mean uh, the price is pretty obvious. If you haven't figured that out yet, then you haven't been playing 40K long enough. But the price is in line with what you'd expect it to be, which is really good value because there's a lot of stuff in this box. And guys – like I said, it's this Saturday. It's going up for sale. When it's gone, these these boxes, these special limited boxes, they don't redo these. They'll yeah, have the, these, the these army boxes are yeah. one print and done. They don't yeah back around. They're the, not going to. They'll, keep they'll have the the start collecting boxes or whatever the the, yeah. the the but you know not not such a good deal as, as this. So that's going up for a pre order this Saturday. Don't miss out. Of course, Slaves to Darkness. If you pre ordered last Saturday, this Saturday you can pick up your Slaves to Darkness as well. And Seth is going to be very happy about this. You got your Votan last Saturday, so now that maybe. This Saturday, you'll start to see them at tables, you know, people playing them at RTTs mm-hmm. or tournaments. Uh, how, I mean, have you gotten any of the, the larger kits yet, Seth? I've, I've ordered them. They're still on their way. They haven't made it to me yet. So um, okay. I'll start working. On, I'm, I'm, you know, a couple weeks behind you, but I'm going to catch up. Yes. You're, you're working up. on them. Uh, Seth, you do bring in uh, to light, I, I guess, a little important issue. There were a little uh, insider, I guess we can get a little insider scoop here. There were some uh, unfortunate shipping delivery issues uh, with some of the new Votan models. They are all on the way, but there were just a little bit of delays. So if you're waiting for your Votan models from Frontline Gaming or from some of the other retailers, just know that they will be there soon enough in your at your house. Um, Seth, were there any really you know exciting new rules you want to touch on real Fast. Anything? So, any so the, the one that uh, they previewed today, they previewed the uh, the the guard doctrines, mm-hmm. and one of them is um, like I think it's called the bombards, yeah. um, which essentially, if you have an artillery unit in your army and you have this doctrine, then a vox unit or a sentinel, sentinel. unit, if it's within twelve inches and can see the target that the artillery is shooting at, uh, it doesn't. It gets plus one to hit. Which yeah. I have heard that the guard codex. Uh, removes its little buff where it doesn't have the effects of indirect fire like everything else. So it would be minus one to hit and minus one AP. So this kind of negates some of the minus one to hit stuff, um, but it still could affect the the AP. Um, so I think that's really interesting um, with their with those heavy weapon teams that they have in the new infantry squads. Um, they have some pretty decent indirect firepower, so it's not going to be hard to get some just some cheeky indirect firepower in your army to begin with. And then I'm sure those lovely traditional guard takes the manacore, the wyvern, the yeah. basilisk, uh, the medusas, all of those are going to be benefit stuff, yeah. from uh, this. So it, it, I think that could be a very strong rule. Um, you could see a lot of indirect fire spam coming back. Yeah. And, and, and you got to remember, guys, guard traditionally uh, have always had pretty crappy BS. I mean, BS of four for yeah. your for the majority of your army. So getting a plus one to hit would be very, very, uh, very nice. Um, Seth, let's let's talk really fast about some upcoming frontline gaming events. 
the LVO, we did release the tickets again. We re-released it. We were, we've been totally sold out for a couple months, and we managed to add another row of tables into yeah. the F40 Kicker, Kicker hall. was sitting there with a map playing yeah. Jenga, <laughs> yeah. and he finally figured out all those years of Tetris on his original Game Boy, and he figured out how to do it. I mastered it. And and actually, we decided to remove one of the smaller events that were in the 40K Champs Hall that were in the back. We just kind of removed them to another hall. So that gave us a full like they're not The event's not gone, gone. It's just not in the it's hall. Just, I mean, we could have gone to them. No, no, no. They just moved down. Hey, down. hey, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't like them very much. Wow. No, so they, they, but Seth, you saw the 40K Champs Hall. It is massive. That hall will yes, be nothing. it is huge. I yeah. sort of dread having to walk that hall this year again. It is, um, it is a beast of a hall to walk. And that hall will be. Can we get like little f- electric bikes to round up, right around on? Dude, I love it. Those little like scooter things, the little, like, the little, the little, uh, you know, scooters. I, I yeah, love we're in. Uh, Dickie yeah, and I uh, are going to be zooming around on them. Yeah, yeah. And, and actually, that's not a terrible idea. The hall is massive. You it will walk huge. miles throughout the weekend. Yes, I can confirm. <laughs> so, so the forty k champs hall, the the primary, the main, the largest hall there will be just forty k champs as well. Age of Sigmar. So we did release more tickets and mm-hmm. within hours, those tickets totally sold out. So you guys got to remember, uh, don't hit me up anymore for because you want your tickets. You got to sign up to be alerted, notified so that whenever tickets go in the web cart, you immediately get an automatic email or, or text message saying, get your tickets now or miss out. Uh, Age yep. of Sigmar, we also added, I think, like 30 tickets to that and those sold out you know, this morning. So less than about 12 hours later. So yeah, 40 key champs and age of Sigmar are both sold out again, but we, we, it's unlikely we'll add many. We might add a few more tickets. So just, just because we have, you know, people that drop out or whatnot, but um, yeah, we're, we're pretty much packed in there for, 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 we're not going to be changing up total numbers again for, uh, for this upcoming year. We're, we're getting, we're getting down to it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's only what, Two three and a half months, months yeah, away. Two and a half, three months. Yeah, we got some work to do. Got to, got to, got, got to get all the other little fun details figured out. Yep. So get ready, folks. Uh, next up, Cherokee, guys. Cherokee will be the first event that we're offering the Frontline Gaming Folding Table Pickup. Those tables sold out. They've been sold out for a few years, a few months. We're getting years. a new batch. Oh, wait, 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 a few wait, years, wait. right? We, we, we introduced them at LVO this year. They've been sold out for months. People have been bothering us, asking us constantly. One of the tables coming back in stock. Well, they're currently on the water right now. They'll be arriving early next year so we'll have them ready for cherokee now, pickup and of course just now if someone was interested in piracy do you know the root of the vessel <laughs> please don't please don't steal our ter- tables damn it oh, please okay. don't right. do right. not give people ideas uh oh and then this is really exciting the newest frontline gaming event for us the rocky mountain open tickets mm-hmm. for that will be going on sale next month in december so yes and when is that yeah. event kicker that is in uh, that is in March in Denver. So the Rocky right, so Mountain Open. That, yes, keep, that. keep that on your calendars, folks. Yeah, yeah. You do not want to early ITC points. Yes, yes, yes. And this is all going to be very relevant for what we're about to talk about. And yes, I see. I see people are asking. Uh, okay, they're not actually asking because it's not live. But uh, <laughs> I know people will be asking. <laughs> yep. What are we talking about? What are we talking about, guys? Stay tuned, Seth. Before we jump into the big announcement, I need you to tell people what's happening on the FLGN. Well. Once again, uh, this this I, I want to take credit for this last episode of Grim After Dark because oh. in in some side chats uh, we were we were joking around and I came up with an amazing idea and being the selfless individual that I am, <laughs> Kicker, I messaged John Quinnell over for at Grim and said, "Hey, John, I had an idea for a show for you guys," and John took it and ran with it. And this episode, they had Nathan from Statcheck on there. They had Serval himself, the head of the network. And they introduced Kicker, a podcast balanced data slate. Oh, I love it. Uh, with, yeah. with 
with uh, how to nerf and buff various podcasts. Did, did, um, did they did they nerf us because we're just too powerful? No, in fact, they, they actually were pretty kind to us. Okay, good. Um, they said they liked our energy. Okay, you know, good. So, it's nice so they, they kind of pulled their punches there, so I appreciated that. But, you know, I just, it was a great episode, uh, a fantastic watch, definitely worth going back and checking out. So go, go have a listen. Idea. I love this idea. This is great. Um, can, can we, did did, there, did the Thursday show have to get uh, nerfed though? Because they are they are a they are a powerhouse. I don't think so. I you know okay. I, I think they didn't they didn't nerf many things. Okay, good. Um, I think the one thing they tried to nerf most was Art of War Down Under okay. by basically trying to make Camilleri do more things, which uh, I think is there is there's going to come a point where Adam Camilleri. Uh, has a finite amount of time in his life and we can't make him do more things. I mean, I think his voice is just going to give out. Like, I think that's what's really going to happen is he just, you can't talk that much without having some sort of issues long-term, but who knows, man, he is a superhero. Uh, Let's let's get into it. It it. is time for the big announcement. Frontline gaming has always been a uh, champion of the community. It's been for the community, by the community. So with that in mind, we are excited to announce the Frontline Gaming Championship of Tabletop Qualifier Circuit. Yes, it is a mouthful of a name, but guys, it is extremely important because this is going to change the competitive scene as you know it. This is a circuit of events designed to ensure players um, get a premium tournament experience and provide the winners of these events with unique opportunities that only Frontline Gaming can provide. Kicker, what kind of perks are we talking about, man? Oh, Seth, you're going to like these. You're going to like this. Okay, first right. of all, winners of circuit events, so winners of these qualifier events, will be given the qualifier status that can allow them to receive buys in up to f- the first three rounds at the LVO. That's the uh, the final event of the circuit, of course, and the ITC season finale. So basically, qualifiers can win up to three buys at the LVO, which means they could totally skip day one of the LVO, go straight to Saturday. Yes. So winners of qualifiers are also going to be guaranteed access to LVO tickets, even if it's sold out. That's huge because we were just talking about how quick those tickets sell out. Yeah. You're going to get access to some VIB treatment. You can skip the long registration lines. Um, I think I did a vlog last year actually showing how long <laughs> the registration line was. Those can get pretty darn long. You get access to the VIP lounge. You get a special qualifier display mat and objectives and an official FLG badge of honor. Um, and of course, if you qualify for for one of these spots, you'll get to have special coverage here on Signals by yes. yours truly year-round, Kicker. Yeah, I year will round. following your story year-long. These qualifiers, the people that win these qualifiers throughout the year will be the focus for frontline gaming and much of the competitive scene. Uh, you know, we will be following them. They, their stories will unfold throughout the, the, the full season. Uh, Seth, I think you hit on a few points, though. You get quite a few things. Not only do you get these buys at the LVO, but the qualifiers get this VIP treatment at the LVO. Like, like you mentioned, there's going to get the, uh, the VIP registration line, the VIP, you know, bougie lounge with food and drink and stuff in there. So there's a lot of little b- benefits. But yeah, as you can see right there, if you're, if you're watching, we have a really cool badge that is the frontline gaming uh lvo qualifier circuit badge so if you are a qualifier you're gonna get this really sweet pin uh that you get to kind of show off for the rest of the a little year swag, and, uh, a little flex yeah. on your opponent a little flex are there and any other perks for the yeah, you, you're gonna get the objective markers and all that other stuff but too, yes seth there are other um perks um i think the biggest one is going to be all the uh, you know like you like you said you can get an lvo ticket 
even if LVO sold out like right now. So if there's an LVO qualifier towards the end of the year and you really want to get in, that's that's one of your advantages. Yeah. Um, what about maybe some more other awards at the circuit events? Maybe some, some faction Oh, dude, award? okay. We got to talk about it. Best yeah. in faction, man. Best in faction is going to be a bigger, better deal than ever before. So even if you don't think you're going to go win the LVO and, and get, or at least win a qualifier, going to a frontline gaming event and much of the, and many of the qualifiers that are going to be partnering with us, we're really going to honor the best in faction players. Uh, they too will get this really sweet exclusive pin that um, gets you additional perks. Kind of think of it as a super challenge coin, if yeah. you will. But more importantly, it's a limited swag that you can only get for being best in faction at one of these qualifier events. And and to be clear, this best in faction is maybe a little different than you've seen Frontline Gaming do in the past. This yeah. is for any pure codex in attendance at that event. Is that right, Kicker? Yeah. 100% right. So yeah. it's not just the big, you know, best chaos best imperium best xenos this is you know best gene sealer cult best tyranids best orcs so if you're really a mono faction player this gives you that target to strive for yeah we want to really you know tr- you know reward people that are dedicated and loyal to their army like me being like, a guard like player. like tech priest <laughs> nikki and is loyal to admec 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 right uh, well, maybe not uh yeah <laughs> wow this look this sounds so great how, how does it work how does it work? Okay, so let's discuss how these buys work, right? So winning you in a frontline gaming, you know, LVO qualifier will get you this qualifier status, right? Um, the top eight qualifiers will automatically get a buy through for the first three rounds. Now, what are these top eight? The top eight are determined by the ITC points. So once you get a qualifier win underneath your belt, you're in the running to get buys. Then right. you're ranked on your ITC level of points. So the top eight, We'll get to get straight to day two of the LVO. So they get three wins for for the LVO. The next eight will get buys through round two, uh, for round one and two. And then the final eight will get by, uh, buys just for, for round one. So that's a total of 24 qualifiers that will get this, this little privilege here. And of course, get the VIP status and treatment uh, nice. at LVO. And if you happen to go to three qualifier events and win three qualifier events, it doesn't matter what your ITC score is. You automatically get one of those top eight slots. So if you are a consistent performer, you are going to snag one of those top eight slots and be able to bypass the first day of the LVO. Exactly, exactly. We really want to reward those players that are, you know, (laughs) proving themselves over and over and over again. Elite level of play, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. and, And kicker. Yeah. You mentioned to that there's 24 total slots in this system, but there's only nine FLG events. How's that work? Yeah. And, and, and Seth, of those nine FLG, the LVO is not a qualifier. Uh, Cruise Hammer is not a qualifier. Where the sense. team event will probably not be a qualifier. So really only six of the frontline gaming right. events will be qualifiers. So where do these other events come from? Well, they won't just be FLG events. Qualifiers will include carefully selected events run by other top TOs and, or, and organizers around the world. All right. So what's it take? If, if I'm a TO out there, what's it take for my event to become a qualifier event? All right, guys. So, you know, there is going to be a pretty uh, rigid vetting process in, involved here. Um, right. One of the things that's going to be necessary just from the get-go is that you're going to have to have at least 58 players actually playing round one of your event. And it has to be at least five rounds. So at least, you know, generally 64 people, but, you know, you're going to have attrition. So 58 players round one. That's that's the first basic requirement. Uh, you have to be approved in, in advance by the elite set of frontline gaming staff judges and, and our crew here to make sure, you know, your event is, you know, past the test. <laughs> Um, all also, up up. all lists 
must have factions noted and uh, you know and noted so that when you submit your list in advance, people like our wonderful friend Adam Camilleri and the Thursday Show can see all those <laughs> lists in advance and and know what kind of uh you know factions are being played there. Um, also, the event and this is kind of an obvious one: the event must have a best general selected. I know that kind of sounds stupid, but we have to have a winner of the event. Uh, that winner, of course, will be yeah. the qualifier. So every event has to have uh, some sort of system in place to determine a, a ultimate champion. Um, and then the top four tables at all of these events are highly encouraged to use frontline gaming terrain to properly represent the the the, the battlefield that you'll be saying at LVO. All right. So that's that's how you can become a qualifier event. Uh, who who would they talk to if they want to become a qualifier? So, so uh, we're going to be providing a little bit more information on on how that's going to work. Um, we will be releasing all the information on how to, um, I guess, submit for approval to be a qualifier. There, like I said, there, it's going to be a pretty strong, uh, rigid process. Um, but let's let's start first. Start off what is definitely going to be a qualifiers. Of course, all, right. all the frontline gaming events we talked about Done. are, are going to be a. a an official qualifier so it's going to start off with the cherokee open that yes this is the cherokee open this year up in february uh this will always kick off the season our february event which will most likely be cherokee for a very very long time will kick off this uh, qualifier circuit every single year quickly followed by the rocky mountain open then bao aco lso and socal so those are the frontline gaming events um that will, of course will be qualifiers um but there's other events as we've discussed um let me just get to my notes here um Okay, so we will be announcing a full set of qualifiers shortly. These will be done in two groups. Group A, which will be announced in the next week, and then Group B, which was basically still in contention and being still considered. And these will be announced in December. So we want to give people an opportunity to kind of plead their case. Hey, I'd like to, to be a qualifier. So they can reach yep. out to us. There will be at least one qualifier in the UK, one in the EU, and one in Oceania, you know, Australia, that area. But we're aiming to have at least two in each one of those regions as so well. We're really trying to reach more of a, a, a global level with this yeah. circuit. So if you run a major event in the you know EU or a major UK, we have you know a couple of people in place for the UK already. But hey, you run the largest event in Australia, give me a call. All right. Yeah, we we want to help you improve your event because this this can be a help for TOs. Yeah. If you're a qualifier event, it, that can help draw people in on uh, and coming and and give yeah. them a little more incentive uh, to to show up and play. So yeah, yeah. I mean, TOs are going to get, of course, they will be very happy. Their event will be getting, you know, all the focus and the attention of Frontline Gaming and, and the Frontline Gaming Network, as well as a lot of the prize support directly from Frontline Gaming that go to your your, your winners and best in faction um, uh, achievers. So guys, shoot us an email at events at frontlinegaming.org. That will connect you directly to me and uh, we can go from there. All right. Now, Kicker, yeah. I, I did something that you're probably not going to like me for. Oh, did, did I, you? I, I may have uh, talked to uh, several top <laughs> players about hypothetically what if this situation I, occurred. You're supposed to keep your mouth shut, man. I, I did. I didn't say that it was us. I just said hypothetically. Just hypothetically. Just hypothetically. hypothetically. What yeah. Basically, to get the vibe from the scene as to is this type of, of reward, this, this qualifier and this ability to get those buys, is it significant for them? And this system is not just uh, new to 40K. This has been used in other competitive scenes before. It's actually really common in the magic scene. So we're not trying to take something uh, and build it from the ground up. We're taking a proven system and trying to introduce it here into 40K. Um, and so talking to these players, I asked like, hey, if there was something like this in 40K, would you consider those buys a significant advantage? And would you go out and try to win a qualifier so that you could get those buys? And a lot of them were really excited by it. You're talking about getting up to a full day of, of yes. rest and saving a full day of brain power that your opponents might not necessarily get. Um, 
the other thing, some of them were, were really excited about the opportunity to maybe scout out potential Ooh. people in the tournament. Uh, you know, if if they if they're like traveling internationally, and this is the first chance that they get to see someone from another country play that they don't normally get to interact with, it's a great chance for for you that that person to kind of see what the competition's like. Um, it also means that the field's going to be a little narrower when they start playing their games, so they don't have to worry as much about some of those extreme skew outlier lists that might mess up their path to the top. Exactly. Um, so they kind of avoid those those early bad matchups. Um, now. Now, if you're not someone that's going to get one of those 24 qualifier slots, like yours truly here, um, <laughs> the, the important thing to think about is this takes uh, a 24 sharks out of the water, basically. Yeah. Um, these are tw- they're going to be the 24 uh, best performing players at that event, most likely. And and they're not going to be in, in the general population immediately. So it gives you a chance to maybe avoid some of those early tough pairings. You know, I love... Uh, a lot of the top guys, I'm friends with them, but I'm going to be honest. If I roll up to LVO and my round one pairing is Brad Chester, there goes my weekend. So um, <laughs> it's it's going to be a rough one for me, but uh, it's still no guarantee. These these people aren't automatically getting into, uh, you know, the, the quarterfinals, the semifinals. They still have to play those at at. Even if you get one of those top eight slots, you still got to play rounds four five and six. And if you, don't have enough battle points you may have to go into that shadow round and play that set that seventh round at night mm-hmm. and they still got to go on and play the next day and if they keep winning they could play all the way through the finals so we're still talking about uh, a lot of of games to be played and a lot of chances uh for those players to make a misstep so it's not a guarantee they still got to show up they still got to perform if they want to win the illustrious lvo yeah Wonderfully said, Seth. Seriously, wonderfully said. Yeah, guys, uh, the LVO is only getting bigger and bigger. I mean, I was looking at the ticket numbers for this year, and it's way larger than it was in the previous year. I mean, it's just it's it's insane. So competition's only going to be growing. To get yourself this little advantage at the LVO um, is not actually a little advantage. It's a pretty massive advantage. And then and, on top of bragging that, rights to all your friends where you're like, yeah. ah, I'll be going into my lounge now. Yeah, exactly. The bragging rights alone are, are worth this, but then you will like, get oh, the- are you stuck in line? I'm going to go to my line. The VIP registration line, yeah. But then the VIP green room, the uh, all the little bells and whistles, all the special swag that Frontline Gaming is going to be making for this. Yep. The, the the kick-ass pin, I can't wait to show you guys the, the the little enamel pins we're doing. That These things are like, makes me think of like Game of Thrones, like the hand of the king, mm-hmm. like a nice big, you know, show off your, your status so that people know you have uh, got a legit win underneath your belt and you are an LVO qualifier all the way. All uh, right. Seth, why don't we wrap it up on this and start talking a little bit about what's happening on the overall tournament scene? Yeah, let's get into the ITC recap for the week. Um, a little bit of movement, but not much, uh, at least on the competitive track. We've got some movement in the hobby track that we'll get to. Um, but for the 40K competitive track, our number one is still Jack Harpster, number two, Vic VJ, number three, John Lennon, number four, David Gaylard, and number five, Thomas Ogden. Um, now there are gonna there there are some movements further down the chart with the the three day Coventry event just wrapping up, um, but you know not entirely uh, shaken out yet. Moving on over to the hobby track though, we've got our number one is Matt Aaron and a new number two with Andrew Gagne. Now Andrew oh, wow. has been a uh, top level painter and performer for quite some time. Uh, oh, this looks different than when I that I looked at earlier today. Um, but Andrew's hopping into the ranks there. We have Jacob Thayer, uh, looks like Aaron Kelman and number five, Dean Pritchard, uh, sliding on down to the AOS competitive track. 
Our number one is Gavin Grigar. Number two, Anthony Trentinelli. Uh, number three, Jeremy Vizier. Number four, Ridge Hanna. And number five, Tuomas Guan. And then into the AOS hobby track, our reigning number one is Robert Snyder. Number two, Ricky Fisher. Number three, Nick Garcia. Number four, Anthony Trentinelli. And number five, Matt Beasley. And that is your ITC recap for the week. Beautiful, beautiful. Becker. That was a that was a hell of an announcement, man. That was a big announcement, man. This is, this I, is I really have an important question for you, though. Okay, shoot, shoot, shoot. Last week, I said this announcement would be bigger than LVO. Is it? I mean, I think it's a pretty damn big announcement, man. This yeah. is going to change the relevancy of every other event. Suddenly now, other events, you know, are really important. Winning SoCal is not just funsies. Like winning SoCal is going to help you win LVO. You know? Yeah. It's, 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 it's going to be fun. Uh, and also this opens up the door for so many other fun things that we're going to be planning throughout the season. Uh, we have some new awards that we'll be giving at frontline gaming events that we're going to encourage mm-hmm. our partner events to do also do as well. Uh, I can't announce those yet, but those are just, There's those are not really competitive, uh, awards, but fun awards that you'll probably want to want to want to be in the running for if you can all right um, all right yeah 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 yeah. so so we're, we're just starting this off man we're still working yeah. we're still working on the big surprise event for september i'll tell you right. uh, as of as of today we decided it's not going to be at the palace station which is where we had the september event this year the uh, at the uh, the las vegas teams was at the palace station in las vegas i decided not to continue that contract it just didn't make sense for us so right. i am looking for a venue to host our team event in september so if you have ideas shoot me an email uh, hmm. Seth, what about you, man? Are you excited for this? How about a team event in a park? Oh, yeah. I mean, outdoor park, right? That yeah. sounds hot yeah. and sweaty. And, how could there be a problem there? How can there be a problem? So many problems. So many problems. No outdoor could events. Could it be in a guys. pool? I mean, a pool party, 40K, no, not going to work. I just, I see rule books getting wet and people getting angry. As long as the that. models are sealed, it'll be fine. Laminate your rules, seal your Laminate models. Your rules. I mean, those those FLG mats are supposed to repel water, right? Yeah, right. That's that's the game plan. We do do an event on the cruise. Maybe we just make that bigger, right? Maybe we just really <laughs> lean into that and make Cruise Hammer bigger and bigger and bigger. Seth, I hope to see you on Cruise Hammer. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try to make it this year. All right. We'll, we'll see if it's in the cards for me, man. Sweet, Kicker, sweet, any sweet. final thoughts for the night? No, guys. Uh, just really excited to to see this finally come into fruition. I mean, this whole LVO champion of tabletop you know, qualifier circuit thing has been a huge project for for a lot of the guys at the company for for months and months and months and we wanted to make sure we have the right partners that we're working with because we can't you know we we want there to be a frontline gaming qualifier you know an lvo qualifier within a day's drive of most people that's kind of the goal so we're really looking for partners across the country and and that's been a process but we're finally getting there so happy to announce it seth why don't you take us out man well, we thank you so much for joining us in this episode of Signals from the Frontline. We really hope you enjoyed it. Have a great week, and we will see you live next Wednesday. <laughs> Good night.